Merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> erasable. Really erasable yeah. the toilet paper. Erasable the <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 191 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm your host, Tim, for today, and I'm joined by two of my favorite annual Christmas presents, Andy and Johnny. Oh, How's it going, guys? Good. I'm excited to be finally we're able to find a time to do this. Yeah, the holidays were tough. It's um, been a lot. Busy and sick <laughs> and covid and yeah, it's uh, just a mess. So yeah, glad to be back. And we are going to wrap up 2022 on a positive note. So today we're going to be talking about our favorite things of the year, both in and out of the pencil world. So it's just kind of like a recap of, you know, if we're going to start out talking about our tools of the trade, and then we're going to get in and just dig into the stuff that we loved this year. So stuff you might've heard us talk about nine months ago, or maybe we haven't even brought up on the podcast yet. So let's dive right into it. Let's do tools of the trade. And Andy, why don't you start us out? Yeah. Oh man. So I've been watching, especially over Christmas break, I've been watching a lot of TV. I've watched the latest season of The Orville, which if you're not familiar with that, it is, I think we've talked about it in the show before, but it's Seth MacFarlane's take on Star Trek, basically. It's not like set in the Star Trek universe, but it is very Star Trek-y. And what's really interesting about the evolution of the show, it just, it's been on its third season. They, it started off as basically like Family Guy in space. Like it was very like, comedic it had a lot of those kind of like family guy style jokes like oh this reminds me of the time that blah 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 and it was just like that part just wasn't very good it didn't work and as the show progressed it started getting more serious and more serious and it's still like there's a lot of lighthearted like dialogue and humor but like they don't crack jokes like that anymore and this latest season basically they went it's a hulu original now so it's called the orville new horizons and i i assume that when it was on fox he got a lot of pressure from executives to like make family guy in space and he just wanted to make <laughs> star trek so, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just like straight up like that like it just hits all the right notes that Star Trek The Next Generation hit, at least for me, and it's so good. There's, yeah, I'm not like a huge Seth MacFarlane fan, but I know that he's always been a big Star Trek fan and has always just like wanted to like do something like this. And so, yeah, he's, it's such a good show. If like me, you like Star Trek The Next Generation a lot and you miss sort of like that style of television and somebody referred to it as like the well-lit um, ship of the future, right? Like, cause you know, <laughs> so many TV shows and movies, I think the you know the Battlestar Galactica reboot kind of like kicked us off with like lens flares and dark moody ships you know the Enterprise and Next Generation wasn't like that it was like it was well lit it was comfortable they had like barca loungers that they sat around on yeah they were basically and, like fancy pajamas like yeah <laughs> exactly and this one is a little bit more toward that it's like a family like in space so big fan of that like the Orville a lot I've been rewatching the Venture Brothers if anybody's remembers that from Ooh, so good gosh 20 years ago it started Ooh, they did a few seasons in 2003 they did a few seasons in 2009 i think they did some in 2018 some of that doesn't hold up <laughs> let me yeah, tell you that it looks like a mike pence yeah it looks like mike pence but also the some of the language like there's few some of the early episodes like they they throw around the r word just like for the hell of it yeah there's a lot there that just doesn't hold up i remember thinking how edgy it was you know back when i was like 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. But yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> isn't great. I signed up for YouTube Premium over the holidays just because I was watching a lot of YouTube and trying to skip commercials. There's a few good channels there. I've been catching up on this one. It's called How to Drink, which is basically like a, a bartender. He makes cocktails. He talks about cocktails. He likes to go to like Chili's and Applebee's and like take home their cocktails and then quote unquote fix them. Like 
you know, figure out how to make oh. it in a more interesting way. So I've been watching stuff like stuff on YouTube and I'm about a third of the way through a book called The Mountain in the Sea by Ray Naylor, which is, it's been getting a lot of kind of, I don't know, like applaud lately. It's kind of like a science fiction novel and so far what i think it's about is there's a a super intelligent species of octopus that humans are learning to communicate with which is pretty interesting a lot of other stuff in there too there's like symbology it's a little bit like what was that one movie it was a book and then it was a movie oh shoot where it's about like a linguist helps learn how to communicate with aliens arrival arrival that's it it's it has a lot of themes a lot of similar themes than that but like except with like octopus instead of aliens which you know they might as well be because octopi are very aliens kind of a species i think the green brothers talked about either talked about this book or talked about the concept of like a octopi being like they could have been ruling the world but they're like like the rumors that under underwater that like the the weird formations underwater were like yeah you know (laughs) former what do you call it like former structures built by octopus like octopus, like, uh-huh. <laughs> like the <lovely>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, that I know that the Greens and like Robin Sloan, who's a an author I follow, like like a lot of authors have been really recommending this book. That's actually how I found out about another really great book of last year, Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Like a lot of authors mm. were just really loving that book and were recommending it. And this is this one is does isn't in the same sort of genre vein of that, but it's also just a really good book. So, if anybody's looking for a nice sort of like really thick science fiction novel, like this would be a good. This would be a good one right for you. And I am writing with an old-timey California Republic Stationer's Golden Bear in my in my confidant. But Johnny, how about you? I have been watching so much TV that I don't want to admit how many shows. <laughs> but they weren't all good, but a lot of them were very good. And one that's definitely worth subscribing to BritBox for is Irving Welsh's Crime that has nothing to do with the book, I understand, aside from the fact that the main character is a Scottish policeman who fights what he calls beasts, like the worst criminals, people who hurt children and stuff like that. So I think it was supposed to be a miniseries, but they picked up a season two and it's just so good. It's like the British SVU. No, well, it's so the, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything. The lead character has a history of substance abuse and I don't know his gestures are just hilarious. Like the way he does a thumbs up and stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, you could see it coming that at some point in the series, he parties a lot with his brother and things get crazy, but really good fellow. Like a lot of language I could not understand at all, but uh, I watch a lot of Scottish shows. And I think the one guy was, you know, garbling on purpose, but anyway, um, if you don't have BritBox, it's like, I don't think it's even 10 bucks a month and there's always something really good on there. And we restarted watching all creatures great and small because season three comes out Sunday. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, Miss Scarlet and the Duke apparently has another season coming out Sunday, even though season two just came out. So hmm. I hope that wasn't a typo in PBS's emails, but that's good news. So yeah, I started reading a book and then I just keep, getting sidetracked and reading little books about bookbinding and the titles all blur together at this point, <laughs> like making handmade books, making books by hand. One is called making adventure lighting. <laughs> Hands making books. So I, that's all a blur, but I started cloud cuckoo land, which was the follow-up to all the light we cannot see by hmm. Anthony Dower. If that's how you say his name. 
So yeah, I think following up on something that you on the Pulitzer on must be extra hard because this is one huge book, but so far it's so good. And if you liked All the Light We Cannot See, it sort of bounces around from different people's stories and they're, you know, obviously physically coming together. And in this one, it seems like some of that's happening, but it also the storyline is in the present, in the future, and in Constantinople in the 15th century. So it's like hmm. wild, but also really cool. I'm sure someone's getting the TV rights. And I am writing with a Papermate Earthright. That's a very specific one. Let me see if I get this timeline right. They were Eberhard Faber pencils, and they were made of some kind of reconstituted wood that felt like crap, but wrote really well. And then Sanford bought Faber-Castell USA, no hyphen, and they started making yellow ones with green erasers. And for a very short time, they made yellow ones with pink erasers. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best looking pencils, and it's just, you know, nice, smooth, cedar, delicious pencil. And I spent all day taking notes for the zine that I'm a week late in putting out in an unlined Roaring Spring composition book, which is delightful, but the paper sucks, even for pencil. I don't know if I'm familiar with the Roaring Spring comp book. Yeah, they make, what do you call it, like a premium version that is actually eight and a half by 11 and doesn't have rounded corners that I used to use in college, but even those really aren't very good. And I'm also becoming a paper snob lately, so... (laughs) A small grain of salt, but like you said, they're pretty notorious. But yeah, that's uh, my ramble. How about you, Tim? All right. I just finished reading a book about the Beatles that I really enjoyed. I've been on kind of a roll with music-related books lately. I've So I've read this. I just rewatched the Get Back documentary. Loved it, of course, just like, but went back and I went back and was thinking like, well, what about Abbey Road? Because they, they were they recorded Abbey Road after they did Let It Be. So I was like, I wonder if there's any documentary footage of that, which unsurprisingly, if you've watched Get Back, like, of course there isn't because they're like, no cameras this time. Like, absolutely not. Like, get out of here. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll find a book. So I found a book about the making of Abbey Road. It's called Solid State. Yeah, the story of Abbey Road and the end of the Beatles. <laughs> and it was great. It's written, like, it's not super long. It's not like one of those super in-depth, like, and then John ate, three pieces of toast and drink four cups of tea and do it. You know, it's like some of those Beatles books get into such crazy detail. So this one just kind of really got the broad strokes really uh, done really well. And it was really entertaining because that's my favorite Beatles album. So I wanted to hear about how they made it. And that's also like when they were, things were going nuts where they were getting ready to break up and they did break up and they didn't break up and everybody was mad. And yeah. Anyways, it was really interesting. Hmm. Got to hear some stuff that I hadn't heard before about Paul, like being, like kicking Ringo out of his house and like, you know, doing like sort of dramatic, like big, like pissed off uh, things that you usually think of Paul as being like chill. But <laughs> so, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm also <laughs> reading Ballad of Bob Dylan, which is like, which is a biography of Bob Dylan that covers, I think it's four concerts over the course of his career that this, that the author went to. And so he does like his life in four concerts that go all the way back to like 1963 to like 2009 or something, hmm. which is cool. And I'm also yeah. reading, do you guys know the 33 and a third series? These, these, these little, these, yeah, right. They're these little books. They're like, I don't know what size they would be. Maybe four by six or something or four by five. They're kind of squarish, but they're these little paperbacks. There's probably 120 of them now that are oh, wow. all dedicated to one album. And so they hmm. have some music writer write 
essentially like a novella length, like 120, 30 page book about a classic album. What? I've never heard uh, of them. They're amazing. Really cool. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, they're, and they've got all kinds of like genre wise, they're all over the place. But, uh, but I'm reading the one about John Prine's debut album, John Prine, John Prine by John Prine. Yeah. Enjoying that a lot. And the only other thing is Jack Ryan. There's a new season of Jack Ryan on Amazon, which is one of our favorite shows to watch. And it's hasn't disappointed so far. It's fun action. You know, talked many times about my Lee Child. Uh, yeah. Guilty pleasure. And this is kind of in that same vein, but a little smarter, you know, a little more like espionage. So it's a good show. And I'm using a Musgrave Tennessee round and I'm using what I realized I had been stupidly calling a paperage journal, but is it just paper age? Do you think? Is this, am I supposed to say paper age? There's no space. Oh, but I've always said all paper caps. age. I've always said paper age, but like maybe it is paper age. I don't know, but I was paper yeah, age so, the whatever. fax machine. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep calling it paperage because I don't know why. Yeah. It just makes me happy. But that's yeah. So that's mm. let's jump right into our favorite things. So this is the like third year in a row where we're probably very happy to see the year go by. Maybe they. Maybe people have always said that though. You know, like <laughs> always, like since like <clears throat> I don't know. No man, twenty twenty two is the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, it was bad. But, I don't want to rank them. It's an inviting disaster. <laughs> yeah, this is at least like the 2022nd worst year of all time. It's all been terrible. So, but we didn't hate everything this year. So we're going to end on a positive note and talk about some things that we love tonight. And so I was thinking we'll do it. We're going to do it by category. So first off, we were going to do, and I was thinking like, let's do it like, what do you call it? Like a snake draft style. So we'll do like, start with Andy. And then we'll go to Johnny and then me, and then I'll start the next one and we'll finish with Andy and then he'll start the next one. We'll go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So Andy's going to start us out the first category. What is uh, for pencils? Let's just start with the obvious, like pencils or pencil accessories. What is something that like you love for this year? And I love that you're starting this one out. It's very, it's very King of the Hill. Huh? I have some pencils and pencil accessories. Oh, Damn I, it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. I know that we're, I know we're, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> that boy, right. <laughs> I know we're trying to be positive here, but like I, you know, I was thinking about this. We started this topic like a few weeks ago, or at least brought it up and been thinking about it since then. And I don't think there were a lot of like new pencils that really stood out to me this year. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there were any Blackwings, not even just volumes, but like any Blackwings releases at all that were just like really interesting. And I think the closest I can think of is the Pencil King from Musgrave. It was kind mm-hmm. of a, like a net new pencil. It had, I mean, it, they squeezed that in at the end of the year. So it didn't like, I think it came out in like November. So there's not been a lot of, a lot of competition for it, but I, besides that, I don't think there's any that really impressed me in 2022. So yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was also looking and some of it could be because I've been a little bit more, I don't want to say withdrawn or disengaged, but I, there hasn't, I haven't been as tuned into a lot of the stationary world as like I previously have been. So I I don't think I've really started using any new sharpeners this year. I still use my little Blackwing one hole, one stage sharpener, like almost exclusively that one. And then the classroom friendly if I'm at my desk, but nothing like super of use for me this year as far as accessories go. So I'm going to have to go with the Pencil King because like I can't think of any new pencils that came out in 2022 that I'm like really a huge fan of. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Johnny, how about you? I'm going to stay on that Musgrave train and say the Musgrave meant a pedal. Ugh, pedal. 
metal pencil sharpener. I'll say that ten times fast. Oh yeah, um, I haven't you? I haven't. I, I don't have one of those. I didn't, I didn't fact check it. I'm not positive it was 2022. So yeah. I hope it was. Forgive me if not. But that is just the coolest little sharpener. It does such a great job, and it's dare I say kind of sexy. I carry it around sometimes, just like in my hand, held out like a lantern, like. I might look like a dork, but check this out. I got this sharpener. Hasn't worked. I haven't made any new friends or anything. And I'm not alone. <laughs> well, if I wasn't already your friend, that would make me your friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. For real. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, we've gone to Musgraves. How about you, Tim? Are you going to jump on the Probably Musgrave train? Musgrave train. No. Choo choo. So, By the way, actually... a train. A train that Musgrave Musgrave would run would be the coolest train. Yeah, I could see it happening. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it would smell amazing. <laughs> yeah, runs on cedar shavings, or like, <laughs> it's like they shove like wood into the coal coal burners or whatever. <clears throat> okay, actually went with the Blackwing, and I went with the Blackwing eras from this year. That's the one with the arrow. That was the that was kind of the primary one that I could think. The best really, Blackwing of the bunch, I think. Yeah, it was kind of a rough year. Kind of a year where I, I was not disappointed that I had let my subscription lapse. <laughs> so just nice buying, way to say it. Yeah, let, just buying it as they come. If they stick out, and this year there just wasn't anything that really stuck out to me, except for that one, which I like. I like that one. Yeah, I forgot uh, that I already had some. I bought some for Frankie for Christmas, not realizing that unless someone you know is a ninja and they put it in my pencil cup, apparently I already have a box of them. So. <laughs> It says a lot about this year. That you don't remember whether or not. <laughs> that you, you accidentally bought, bought something twice. Yeah, yeah, I spent two hours today shopping for a birthday present for my godson, and I bought one last night. <laughs> 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 it wasn't until I came across what I bought him, I was like, oh, wait. It's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> don't right. get old. All right, so let's shift to topic two, or the second category was pens or inks to kind of break the mold to, you know, to let our, uh, that other podcast leak into this one for a little while. So for pen or ink, and I'll start it out and we'll kind of go back towards, towards Andy. I had two that I picked. One is the Uniball one, which I talked about mm-hmm. fairly recently, but I got the, the black barrel Uniball one. And I put like, I, I got, I put the 0. 0.7. I bought it when I was in Baltimore actually. And I put 0. 0.7 refill in it. And that is the only literally the only non like non-fountain pen that I've used. Have you I, I seen, love that pen. They have some limited edition packs like oh I don't remember what ones they, yeah, but they have like sort of like earth tone looking well, colors or something. American Diner was one and French oh. Antique is one. Oh, and no. when you look at the colors you're like dang that is really the perfect thing. That's cool. No, I did not I'll have to look those up. Um Oh yeah, wait. Is it like a light blue and mint green and like a pink or something? Oh, I don't even remember. I went off that page before I bought them. Yeah, that's that's one does bailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, and then the other one was an ink that I've been really falling in love with, which is from Robert Oster, which is the Lake of Fire Blue. Ooh, I've been using that a whole bunch, and I've mainly been using it in my Moon Man or Mahjong or whatever. So yeah, that's me. How about you, Johnny? This is hard because I acquired a lot of ink this year, but one that I kept returning to was Wild Strawberry from Diamine, just their regular ink line. It's one of those reds that's like red. It's not pink or burgundy. It's super red, but it's also very bright and just behaves really well. It's a tiny bit of sheen sometimes. But I think I spent all of February with it in at least one pen, which is not like me. Usually, you know, bounce around a little bit. 
more than a little bit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely get a bottle of it. I think I mine's like gone. I gave it to everybody I know. Like try this ink, Johnny. Mm. If you were to measure the amount of ink you have in gallons, <laughs> how many gallons of ink would you say you had? They don't hold much, but I'm starting my fourth drawer. Oh wow! Um, but largely that's because of the uh, diamond ink vent calendars. They take up a lot of space. Oh, those yeah. little models. Yeah. So cute though. That the name of that ink just makes me think of that like awesome old movie. You ever seen Wild Strawberries, the Ingmar Bergman yeah. movie? Oh hmm. man. It's Swedish. Yeah, you should check it out. It's on HBO Max, but it's like a criterion movie about this like crotchety old retired doctor. Anyways, not gonna get into it, but you should go watch it. It's an hmm. awesome movie from 1957. Andy, how about you? I think my favorite ink of the year, just that I've consistently really, I mean, I have, I will say I, this isn't new from 2022, but I think the pen that I've been using the most this year is the Inkjoy Click Pens. I'm so embarrassed that it's a paper mate that I use heavily because. Oh, they're good pens. Yeah, no, these are good pens. I still don't, I still wish that they like had a different form factor. I might eventually try to take a refill and put it in another nicer pen, but I use the green and the sort of turquoise blue enjoys a lot as my as my like sort of regular pens so big fan of those if i were to pick a regular like an ink that i just discovered this year and then i just really love it's i've talked about it i think both here and on indelible podcast available to patreon subscribers <laughs> pretty regularly it's the iroshizuku fuyugaki ink which is it's persimmon it's this really kind of orangey red that i just is so bright and vivid and just sort of like a happy color so i really like that ink. I usually don't go for warm tones like that. I usually stick with blues and greens and things like that, but I'm a real big fan of that ink. It's dark enough that it's really visible, but also vivid enough that it's just really bright and stands out. So big fan of that ink. While we're on the topic of pens or ink, especially for 2022, you guys see that post that Draplin made at the end of, I think he made it on New Year's Eve, just about like, it's a big picture of all the field notes that he has used in 2022. And he in the in the caption he said for note making in 2022 i mainly use a couple well-worn ddc 10 hex pencils pentel sign markers and this incredible baron fig x erasable pen that the kind andy wellfley gave me a couple years back had to get what? new ink refills so yeah Dra- awesome. draplin's favorite draplin's favorite fancy pen is our baron fig pen which is cool that's yeah. fantastic yeah <laughs> i didn't realize that i sent i i think i sent it to him after he was on the show a couple of years ago and mm. just to say thank you. And yeah, so that's really fun. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Do I start us off on paper notebook or is that Johnny first? I'm going to butt in and do paper first and say everything that field notes has been doing there. All of their seasonal ones this year have been like in my book, super great. I really liked the blue and red sort of flood coated craft ones that they did for Wednesdays this year. And their collaboration with the USPS is one of my favorite things that exists in stationery. It's so cool. So, yeah, even though they suck for fountain pens, <laughs> it keeps yeah. me using pencils. So, <laughs> well, Andy, you also had some field notes. Yeah, I got it in front. I'm mm. a big fan of the Craft Plus. Yeah, I, yeah. It's been a minute since they've had something that feels really good for just like new regular stock. And I think everything about it, I really like. And they tried to keep the price point under $10. So it's only two notebooks instead of three. They're using like a little bit heavier of a cover. I really like, I was talking to a friend of the show, Toffer Servek, and um, we were just discussing like how 
just like how functional this is. And one thing we both really like is that they all the pages have perforations. So I'm constantly just like on notebooks that have like, you know, the back few pages are perforated. Like I'm constantly like tearing those out and leaving a note or bringing a list along with me or something. And I'm really excited that like all of the field notes, Craft Plus covers or inside pages have perforations. So big fan of those. So glad to see that they made it to the to the regular stock. I guess I guess that was the, the intent of giving to subscribers, right? Was that like we want to just sort of showcase these things and they give subscribers an extra color that I think isn't part of the regular stock. But yeah. So those craft pluses are really great. Yeah. yeah How about you, Jim? Awesome. Yeah. Well my the first thing I put on here were some notebooks from a place called Pencil Revolution. Oh, that's true. Uh, Those are some good notebooks. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. solid. They and come with <laughs> blood in them a lot, though. They come yeah. what? They come with blood a lot. Oh, I thought you said love, but they always okay. come with love. Same. But honestly, like, there's been a couple that I've used a whole lot, and also my kids use them like all the time because he's made Johnny. You've sent some really cool smaller notebooks, and Lila stole the teeny tiny one that you just. Sent me. Like she was just like, this is mine now. And so she like made like a <clears throat> little zip. She used her little zipper pouch that I gave her and she like keeps that and a pencil in there. And he's, and then she came back and she was like, no, I need a, like a smaller pencil. I was like, okay. And then I got like a black wing stub that was about like three inches long and gave it to her and she put it with the tiny notebook and she pulls those two things out and writes little tiny notes in it. It's really cute. <laughs> well, I'm happy to make you a replacement. Okay. Well, didn't take a lot of paper. I can't imagine it did. It's tiny. But yeah, seriously been loving them. And the one I've actually used the most is one of the first ones you sent, which I know like some of your the newer ones you've sent are like a you've learned a lot, but the one with the Thomas Wolf letters. The letters oh wow. Thomas yeah, Wolf, that was old. That's like one of the first ones. I think it might be the first one you sent, but keeping that at my desk. So Yay. and then the only other notebook that came to mind that I've just really like been loyal to and like really fallen in love with is the when I went through that whole saga of trying to find like the best pocket hardback notebook, cause I was just not happy with Moleskin anymore. And I got a couple of those like term pocket notebooks with dot grid on stupid sale at Barnes and Noble or something. And they're perfect. I love them. I carry it everywhere I go hmm. in inside of the fanny pack that I'll talk about later. <laughs> and then in the next category. So the next category is stationary adjacent. And I'll start it off and then send it back towards Johnny and Andy. I got a Keychron keyboard this year, which I had been curious about since Andy started talking about them. And I finally, yeah, just finally pulled the trigger on it and have absolutely loved it. So it is. And it's like, I totally understand now. Like, I'm like looking at getting more keyboards. I'm like, why would I need more than one keyboard? doesn't matter. (laughs) I do. Yeah. I just do. Obviously, you just need more. Yeah. Yeah. I need another one. And then I need to find a place to like, yeah, stack, like put them on the wall or something. <laughs> but I love it. Mine is a, hang on. Literally had to grab the box because I don't remember which one it was. The C1, Keychron C1. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the cheaper ones. It was like 60 bucks or something. But uh, still. But, but I love it. I love yeah. it. Love the sound. Those brown switches, which Andy, yeah. you recommended. They're perfect. They like um, feel really nice and clicky, but they don't annoy anybody who might be in the same room or on the same floor as you. Yep. I feel <laughs> like you're in the computer lab in elementary school Yeah, uh, in the nineties. <laughs> so I loving that. And I'm also loving my fanny pack, which I think Johnny and I have the same fanny pack. Jansport Jans- Fifth it? Avenue. Yep. Jans- Black Jansport. Yeah. I love it. Wearing no, all in on the wearing the fanny pack over the shoulder and not having a bunch of crap in my pockets and like can fit up 
pocket notebook, you know, my hardback pocket notebook, a few pens. I've got my wallet, my phone, my piece, everything that I need. I'm just kidding. I don't carry a gun. But. It's for your EDC. Yeah. That, that thing's straps are a little thin for carrying a 45. I'd want yeah. that. Is, you know. So, yeah, I, I love it. So how about you, Johnny? Stationary adjacent? My favorite stationary adjacent thing is the fact that the USPS is always putting out cool new stamps. And I don't know if you guys are or how I got on this mailing list, but I get their catalog a couple times a year, which is really well done. And they do a lot of cool, I guess, accessories or add-ons for a lot of the big releases. Like I mentioned the field notes ones, but for pony cars, they're different muscle cars and you can get like a blown up version of each different stamp. They have like portfolios and pin, like really cool pins. Just, you know, I know people are complaining because it's, I think the rates are going up like two cents or something. Yeah, I think um, it's going up to 60 cents for a full letter, isn't it? Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, I spend a lot of money at the Postal Service. <laughs> so, like, I suppose I should be more upset about it, but they do so many cool things. And our a carrier that we have is, like, the nicest guy. Like, I can't say enough things about the USPS and their stamps and services, if not necessarily their rates. But it's very <laughs> dependable. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Andy? Well, this is a, maybe a dumb thing to say, but I, for the first time in, since they came out, I got one of the regular standard size iPhones instead of the big one. And I have (laughs) just sort of been enjoying like being able to like easily fit my phone in my pocket. I just, there came a point at which is, I was just like, you know, like I have an iPad, I have like, I have so many screens and I don't need this phone to be this big. And it was like, I didn't have any reach problems. My hands are like, you know, big enough to like, you know, tap things on that big phone. But yeah, it's been nice to go back down to like the smaller size phone. And I got used to it really quickly. So I guess that's sort of stationary, Jason. Is that why they stopped making the iPad mini? Didn't they stop making that? No, they still make that. Well, they still make that. Okay. But I just say they're like merging, they're merging closer and closer to each other. Yeah. The iPad mini and the iPhone pluses have always like not been that much different size from each other. (laughs) So yeah, I went down a size in this this time around and yeah, I'm okay with that. I stationary adjacent, like I've been really loving stickers from this. uh, I don't even know what you call it. Website designer, something called deep space nineties. And it is a kind of a celebration of Star Trek and a celebration of the 90s and a celebration of stickers. And this guy will take like old, and by the way, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine is celebrating its 30th anniversary um, this year, like just right around now, which is just bananas because I remember watching the first episode when I was, I must have been 10 or almost <laughs> 10. So <laughs> it's like, oh God, it's 30 years old. And so this website, they make lots of really great stickers. They have this really good holographic one of Jordy from Star Trek with like the holographic, the holograph is like his visor, like the metal parts of like the thing he wears over his eyes. There's one with Data from Star Trek with like the, the like with one of his like positronic ba- brain panels exposed the holograph. There's all sorts of really good stickers. He only does them in pre-orders. So if you want them, you have to kind of order them when, when they come out. There's a really good one where he mashed up, not Star Trek one, but he mashed up. Do you remember the No Fear um, 
Thanks oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He mashed up the No Fear logo with, oh, what's his name from Dune, who says, like, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total. So, yeah, Paul Tamer. And it's, not, you know, not the new one with Timothy Chalamet either. It's the Kyle McLaughlin Dune, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he has one, a sticker of, it looks like the Oakland Raiders, I guess the Las Vegas Raiders now, except it's it says Klingons. And it's, instead of the little Raiders guy, it's Christopher Plummer's Klingon character with an eye patch from... Um, the Star Trek Six movie. My favorite, which I ordered a bunch of, is Mulder and Scully shining a flashlight onto the Enterprise flying over their heads, which is pretty good. I don't know. Like, there's just something about, like, these stickers, which I just love because they, they're they very Star Trek-y, but also, like, have, like, other little references or tie-ins. So they're just really well done. So big fan of those. I ordered a bunch last, like, a few times a year he does pre-orders and then, you know, you buy them and then he sends them to you pretty quickly. So big fan of those and then something i guess man the most stationary jason thing that i feel like i've probably used the most this year even though i didn't get it this year is my medium cafe bag by tom bin just a shoulder bag for getting around town i've used that thing pretty much every day that i go outside and i'm a big fan of that one yeah so that is that's it for me for stationary jason stuff should i start us off with uh, miscellaneous yeah, yeah let's do it i for my birthday this year, earlier this year, got some got a coffee pour over set by fellow makes really hipster, but also very good quality, just like coffee accessories. I have a fellow stag, like gooseneck kettle. You know, you can like choose your temperature by the degree and it heats up really quickly and it's really nice. And so I got a really nice coffee pour over set to go along with that that matches it. And I've never really done pour overs before this. I've always been either an AeroPress guy or a French press guy or a drip coffee guy. Um and I've really been enjoying the pour overs because like, you know, it's not quite as strong. You use both less coffee grounds and also it's not quite as strong as like an AeroPress. And I've been, I guess, appreciating for my stomach lining, have a little bit milder coffee. But, ah, you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that the trouble I was. To build up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just destroy my toilet every morning. You know, it's been fine. No. Yeah. I've been really enjoying the pour over, this pour over set. And so it's, yeah, I've, I use it pretty much every day and it come, it came with this really nice double walled coffee carafe, which keeps my Ooh, coffee nice. warm really well. And it's all just really nice to hold. It feels really solid in your hands. So big fan of, big fan of fellow, even though it is like extremely hipster. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? Oh, you suck up. Yep. Yep. My first thing that I'm happy about in at the end of 2022 is that we're coming up on nine years of doing Erasable. Bananas. Nine and years. It's crazy. We're probably yeah. just shy of you guys having the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, so, uh, Tim and I just like talking. Because I think in January I went on, I was on the Pen Addict and that's kind of like how it sparked for Tim, right? It's like, what if we yeah, had a whole, yeah, episode, totally. a whole podcast about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one of these days. One of these days. Merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> erasable, really erasable the, the toilet paper. Erasable the <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs> it's the best smelling flamethrower on the market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty-five miles of ash or your money back. <laughs> so to put something on there that's less suck uppy, I think the january 6th hearings their existence <laughs> and watching them and you know how many people are willing to just tank their careers for them like that just the whole thing makes me very happy that it happened and also that in maryland we elected our first black governor who is like so freaking cool 
Hmm. Like President Westmore. Yep. Yeah. You heard it here first. Let's do it. <laughs> Called <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how about you, Tim? I see you have the same word three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm all, I'm an optimist. So I put tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That book was the best book I read all year. And I'm almost, I think I'm just going to read it again soon. I really love it. I, every, maybe once a month I'll go online and just get on Google and see if anybody's made any of these games yet. Like their version, like fan versions of the games that they talk I about. I want to play the them so bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So that book was incredible. It was a, is it Gabrielle or Gabriel? I think it's Gabrielle. Gabrielle Zevin or Zavinia. And I just got one of her other books for Christmas. I need to read that one. Uh, Which one? I've got, it's, oof, it's upstairs. The storied life of AJ something yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I'm excited to read that. I've also really been loving Chili Crisp. I love Chili Crisp. This is my kind of... So good. Chili Crisp, cooking eggs and Chili Crisp has Mm -hmm. been my favorite thing to do. I've also been enjoying Bluey. Oh, that's such a good show. I love Bluey's the greatest. I've heard a lot of people with kids say that that's a really good show. It's the greatest kid show of all time. My daughter came to it late and found out about it like three months ago. And now all her, every Christmas present she got was like Bluey related. And like, (laughs) she wants to watch it all the time. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. My only gripe is that those parents play with their kids way too much. Like that's unreasonable. (laughs) Make the rest of us look for another time. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But yeah, that's me. Those are my final three. Bluey, Chili Crisp, and a novel about video games. What's your preferred Chili Crisp brand? Oh, gosh. I don't remember the name of it. I got it as a gift this year. Mr. Hmm. I'll send you a picture. Oh, I don't remember what it is. Beijing? No, it's not that one. Because I actually just saw that. <laughs> I, Of course, because I am who I am. I started researching Chili Crisp recently. <laughs> and that was one that kept popping up. Oh, Mr. Bing. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. It's good. But what they call spicy is not spicy. So I need to, I'm going to get another one. I don't want to like light my face on fire. Yeah. So, but it's good. It's so good. I think I'm going to, and I want to try to make my own too. What's chili crisp? It's basically it's, like, oh, you go ahead, go ahead, Andy. You can probably you, describe it. Oh, it's basically, it's chili oil with spices and kind of like crunchy stuff in it. So there's usually like dried chili fra- flakes and sometimes there's like sesame seeds garlic. and garlic, like crispy garlic. And it's very, it's spicy, but it like, it's usually like pretty hot. Except apparently this one. Except, um, the spicy Mr. Bing. Yeah. And it's, but you put on stuff. And so it, it, there's like fermented black beans in there sometimes, like peppercorns. Adds a really good texture. Yeah. Mm. Texture and spice and also mm. flavor too. It's, uh, and it's, it's funny because it's something that like I feel like only in the last like five years have like white people discovered this. It's like when <laughs> it's like when white people are like, hey guys, have you heard of this like thing called tahine? <laughs> like, sriracha? Yes. Yeah, sriracha. It's the newest kind of like thing like that that we're all discovering. It's salsa. Yeah. Momofuku, like they they have right. a, a chili crunch, like a bunch of like upscale like Chinese food brands that cater to I mean to Asian people, but also white people started selling it. And so yeah, I don't even remember where I first came across it, but I think I got served an ad for it on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'll buy this. It looks interesting. Yeah. It's so good. Just you can put it on, it's like balsamic vinegar. You can put it on ice cream. You can put it on <laughs> yeah. rice, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting hungry. So this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Chili Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. All righty. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Send us some Chili Crisp. All righty. Well, uh, you guys want to button this thing up? Yeah. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Yeah. What is your stationary thing that you're looking forward to in 2023 the most? Mm. If you can think of some, if I mean, if you can uh, read yeah. the future, I can't. Can I go first? Whatever yeah, Field Notes too. does next. Go for it. Field Notes. Spring. Yeah. It's going to be awesome just because 
Track record. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you were taking, I was taking a different direction. I was like, I was thinking like stationary goals or something. Oh, no. My prediction for the new ink from Noodlers called Orange Jumpsuit number 45. <laughs> 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 oh, man. What? <laughs> But it's going to sheen like a really weird yellow color inside of the orange. <laughs> yeah, it smells like Big Macs. <laughs> gross. Yeah, it's real gross. Oh, you open that, open that bottle and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I don't know. I'm looking yeah. forward to a, a, another amazing year of zines by Pencil Revolution Press. I got Hopefully. bad news for you. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Break. I'm, I'm working on one gonna... small break. I was going to try to suggest that maybe one of the new acquisitions slash publications by Pencil Revolution Press might be from Lego, which like ooh, we've talked yeah, about. But Ed Kemp of like the most famous pencil scene and I are supposed to collab early this year on something. So oh, nice! That's cool that sounds awesome. Pencil scenes. Yeah, Ed Kemp. I am like super honored because Ed is so awesome. That's great. We have to have him on again. So, he was like one of our best guests. Yeah, he changed Absolutely. my life, man. <laughs> seriously yeah how about you tim i'm gonna be an optimist and say that one thing i'm looking forward to is blackwing bouncing back so that's <laughs> been no pressure, like guys. four in a row that i was like bleh, 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 bleh. yeah no, thanks 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 <laughs> that, that would uh, be good that would be good so we'll root for it and yeah, then also okay. it seems like oh sorry it seems like musgrave was it last year or this past year they came out with the pencil king the year before they came out with tennessee round yeah. so whatever musgrave comes up with this year i'll be excited yeah. to see that Heck yeah cool all right so many exciting things well thank you for listening to episode 191 of raceable podcast you can find the show notes at erasable.us slash 191 join us on facebook on instagram on twitter anywhere you can find us it's not too hard to find us just search erasable podcast if you are uh, interested in supporting the podcast you can support us on patreon there are multiple levels you can support us and there's some free stuff that we or stuff that we gifts that we send out each year as well as doing a bonus podcast which is called indelible where we talk all about pens and so if you support us at the producer level on patreon then you're going to hear your name right now so these are people who support us at the producer level uh, zaya marie melissa miller digital tech angie aaron bollinger Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle, Ida Umfers, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, John Capaluti, Stephen Franscali, Aaron Willard, Millie Blackwell, Michael Dialosa, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Joe Crace, Michael Hagen, Bill Clow, Jason Dill, Mary Collis, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weens, Hans Noodleman, Jay Newton, Chris Jones, and John Woods. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast, and we will see you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, David will turn it off. Mm.